shadow of me. Everybody's going down, guys. Talk Norris City here, back for week 11 of the Talk Norris City podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. If you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, welcome along. As we've got, as you can see, we've got Stuart Hodge on the podcast today. Another yes. commentator. Um, would you refer to yourself as a commentator? Uh, I'm a jack of all trades, master of, of none. <laughs> That's probably nearer the mark. Um, so if you don't know who Stuart is, I'm sure you've heard his voice before. He does all of the commentary on the Norwich highlights. Do you do Canary's player as well? That uh, that's not actually a thing, but it may right. be in the offing at some point. He's, but... ruffled, he's ruffled a few feathers this season. That's, that's um, for sure, isn't he? I love, I love Stuart. I think he's a, I think he's a great commentator. But um, Cheers, we'll, we'll get more of him, his story later on. But obviously, um, a converted Norwich City fan, would you say? Yes. Yes. How, did how you did you end up in the program? Yes, I did. Yes. Uh, so yeah, bleeding yellow and green mm. now for better or for worse. Uh, how did I end up down here? Uh, it was last year I got a job at Radio Norwich. Right, okay. And uh, yeah, reading the news and stuff like yeah. that. And then obviously being a sports football guy, uh, one thing kind of led to another. And I've been covering the club this season. Nice. Doing the comms. It's a pretty good place to end up, Norwich, isn't it? A fine city. Out of all of the U. <laughs> Did you know that Norwich is the hottest city in the, in the UK on average, temperature wise? Is it? Yeah, genuinely. It started, started, started as day. soon as I came down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so as we always do, we'll, we'll have a quick chat about um, the last game, the final game of the season. It was QPR, a 4-0 win. Um, Chris, Sorry, we... before we go into this, I think we need to address Stuart's punctuality. Don't we? <laughs> Stuart, would you it's mind... Like school just, all over do you, again. Do you, to, do you want to just explain to the audience how late you were? Uh, one hour and three minutes. <laughs> so... We were meant to be recording at 7 o'clock. Yeah. Um, I thought that I had accidentally said 8, but I did definitely say 7. No, you definitely said 7, but for some reason, no, everything I managed it's, it's in my English, diary. It's the English-Scottish translation, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. It's not actually that, it's time zones, obviously not. <laughs> it's in a different yeah, time zone yeah, yeah, where yeah, I'm from. Um, so we were getting a bit worried when it got to 5 to 8 and there was still no sign of Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, he's here. Um, anyway, Eventually. QPR. Chris, great win. Yeah, great win. It, of, of course, the sceptics will say it's a, it's a, a wee, it's mm-hmm. a wee bit too late. Um, but it was just nice, and I'm, I'm still annoyed that I was I was robbed of 250 quid. Well, All I needed was one more goal, and would have won 250 quid. Yeah, you backed five nil. Um, yeah. I suppose that confidence, confidence shone through. And who would have thought that win? Won't we? Yeah, but who would have, you look at what three months ago? Who would have thought that we would have been saying that we'd be convincing winners over? QPR, it shows the progression under yeah. Alan Irvine, you uh, There's also a fact that um, Holloway's been stuttering majorly yeah, yeah, it's at true, QPR, yeah. which is, is a factor there. But it's just indicative of the season. At home, we've been absolutely cracking at times. Mm. There's been some great goals, some really entertaining football. Mm. Nothing against them personally, but if you remember the Chris Hutton era, mm. a lot of the football was drab, we couldn't mm. buy a goal. And it was a worse place to go, Carrow Road, yeah, at that yeah, yeah. point. Despite the struggles on the road this season, I think at Carrow Road, the fans have had value for money. See, and I actually think, right, that Stuart has had the wrong season to commentate on Norwich. Because I would have loved Stuart to commentate on Norwich during the Chris Hutton era. <laughs> Made it to, a bit actually, exciting. to actually make it exciting. It's, honestly, it's too much. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, that's another goal! Like, yeah. Just like, constantly. It's just, 
It's brilliant. It's, but why? I've never quite understood in this modern age with you know they travel up on luxury coaches. They sometimes fly. How can away form be so different to home form? I just don't understand it. Uh, it could be any multitude of factors in terms of the the odd game. But when it's something that is a collective malaise that is obviously set in throughout the season, and there's got to be a problem there that needs addressing. As to what that is, I think in different games it's been different things, but the key thing is, I think there's just been times this season the players haven't, they've not been capable of delivering a championship performance, Mm. because I actually think, and this sounds a bit stupid to a lot of people, but I kind of know where I'm coming from, it'll be interesting to see if you guys do, but I think this Norwich City team this season was more capable of damaging teams in the Premier mm. League with players like... Still playing that way, on the floor, very trying to exactly. pass out from the back. If you think last season, a lot of Norwich's problems stem from the fact that you were just flinging the ball at Mbukani and hoping he could do something. <laughs> now, he's a good player. I used yeah. to commentate on him when he was at Anderlecht and he's, he's a very good striker. But when you look at last season, you didn't have the movement, the intelligence in Elson Oliveira. So yeah. I actually think that this team funnily enough, might have scored more goals in the Premier League. The problem is, but in a way, yeah. Wigan, Rotherham, um, different things happened in each of those games, but you've got things like Omar Bogle, who was a conference striker mm. five minutes ago, scoring yeah. a double, mm. you know. Mm. Uh, Nelson the guy who scored for Rotherham, I can't remember his name, but I think that was his first goal for Rotherham and only goal. Isn't it like a PE teacher or something? Or yes. Probably. Uh, I'm trying to remember is the it kid's like name. It was his first game. Fair play to him, but it's not been that difficult, is it? And Jerry on, Yates. Yes, the one. And on, the one. On, knowledge. on Stuart's comment about, um, about not playing a championship way, that's completely gone through the defence, completely. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, Tim Close. Interesting comment. From close. He said, better Premier League def- defender yeah, than absolutely. Championship well Tim Close has said this week in an interview with Swiss Press that the Championship is the toughest division he's ever played in and he's oh, played is, he, is he talking to the Swiss Press again is yeah he, he is uh, is he uh, saying he wants to leave again or is he? I don't, it's fair enough isn't it um, yeah. but I suppose it's, it's tough isn't it because you bring them, them kind of international calibre players in and he was so good in the Premier League but mm. then mm. It's, I suppose it comes back to recruitment is we've tried to keep that same Premier League team to get us back up and it just hasn't worked I think Alex Neil actually acknowledged before mm. he's de- it was actually after his departure. In fact, um, he said that he was maybe a bit too loyal to too many players. Yeah. He should have perhaps changed it over a little bit Definitely. at the end of last season. But to be honest, you can always look back at things with the benefit yeah. of hindsight. Uh, so, yeah, I think this season it's been good at home. It's been bad away, mm. but um, from, from a personal perspective, yeah. I've loved being down here and been part of it. Mm. I mean, let's look at the statistics a little bit. Um, I was I was looking at the uh, the league table, joint top scorers mm-hmm. with Fulham um, and Newcastle. Yeah, uh, if we would have won four more away games, Burton, Birmingham, Rotherham, or one, one, against one of the others, we would have been yeah. you know like fourth in the table. I think. Um, yeah. I suppose there's something to build on that attacking line. Eighty five goals this season. Mm. Very doubt. It's positive, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Mm. I mean, I absolutely love Nelson Oliveira. I love him. I think he's brilliant. He is, he is brilliant. Every time. And you know what I love about Nelson? It's clear that he really, really bloody cares about Norwich City. Yeah. He's really putting himself about in the right way. And I think because Norwich City have almost, you know, they've given him a lot of trust and said, no, we're going to invest in you, Nelson. And, and he's giving back. And I 100% agree with, I think it was his, I can't remember when he said it in his post-match interview, but he said, basically, this is only the start. 
Mm. Next season will be better, and yeah. I will score well, more you, goals. You look at Oliveira, and he's had a bit of a tough season. The suspensions, the injuries, under yeah. Axe nearly yeah. he was kind of coming on as a sub, but yet he's still gone into double figures for the season, which is Definitely. which is, is pleasing for a striker who hasn't really had a permanent club for quite a while, has he? Well, see, that's the key thing, Jack, actually. Uh, Nelson said in a number of interviews, and I've spoken to him myself, that this is the first club where he feels he can put a few roots down yeah. and really show yeah. how he is as a player over a sustained period of yeah. time. And that level of security mm. is quite important for a footballer. And I think that's why he thinks the best is yet to come. And I think barring injury, that's definitely yeah. true. I can I can easily foresee a situation where he's at least 20 goals next mm. season. I think he really... I think he really really fits in with the likes of Pritchard, Wes, yeah. Madison, those Footballers, players. footballers, yeah, that's it. Yeah, he's, he's very he's very gifted and he's got a great touch as well. I just, mm. I just think he's Two good feet and it's the way he laser shots in yeah. from yeah. 25 it, and 30 yeah, yards. Yeah, this is what I was going to say. Norwich, for too long, ever since I've supported them, have tried passing the ball into the net. What I love about Nelson is he's up for just having yeah. a ping. He's up for just having a go from nowhere. I, I wouldn't. I completely agree. But it's not saying. a ping, is it? It's, it's very clever. No, the way exactly. It. It's it's, it's well, precision. You know I mean? It's a bit like someone that's good at cod or something. They just get crosshairs <laughs> and go. Yeah, and that's what he does. Yeah, and very yeah, true. I think, I think the goal against Aston Villa at home kind of proves oh, that yeah. it was a beautifully kind of crafted I love, goal. I love the camaraderie between him and Pinto as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, it's important. Busy pals. If you ever play football manager as a video game, what you often do if a player feels homesick, <laughs> you, you bring in one of his compatriots yeah, to yeah, make him feel yeah. better. But to be fair, I think that applies uh, to, to those two yeah. here. They're obviously very comfortable, sort of. Mm. Uh, it's quite a hard adjustment as a footballer going to a foreign country in a different league and that sort of thing. So having someone to help you can yeah. be massive. On that note as well, do you think that Pinto would have left this season had it not been for Nelson? Because I think Nelson really settled in well, and I think Pinto, in my opinion, justified a move away from our football club this season. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, I love the fact that he's staying. He's one of the best, obviously, third best player. Um, <laughs> but for me, I, I, if I was Pinto, I would have been tempted to leave. So I, I don't know, perhaps, but it's I'd, great anyway. I'll be honest, I don't think he would have got a move based on his first 12 months, so from January to mm. January. But I think at the end of this season, I'm not be surprised if. Norwich are fielding inquiries about him because he's oh, been one of the most yeah. dynamic right backs in the division. In my opinion, the second best yeah. behind Tommy Smith at Huddersfield, who I think mm. has been the standout. And I think he got in the team. Yeah. The, I suppose the good thing with Pinto is he's, he, he has developed as a player because I can remember the first time we watched him at Carrow, we were like, this guy can't defend. I, think, <laughs> I can't remember if it was against, was it against Chelsea or something? I think it was an evening game. It may have been and there. he was just bombing up the pitch every time. I, and we were so exposed. Honestly, I'll say it. I never, ever said that. I've always stuck yeah, by You just love people who just run towards the other goal. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love players with fight. And I knew mm. it'd come good. I knew it'd come good. Mm. You just needed time to settle in. The new Norfolk Cafe. Ooh. Do you want a beer, by the way? Uh, I go for a game. Um, Stuart, let's talk about John Ruddy. I'm sure you've, you've, you've spoken to him a lot. Um, yep. We haven't spoken to you yet about the seven players that have been released from the football club. Yes. Um, except for John Ruddy. I mean, you might not think this is a shock, but any other shocks? Um, shock departures? Um, I think there's an argument to say that Ryan Bennett could have... That's I love, brilliant. I love the way we surprise every single guest with this now. There you go. <laughs> it never stops. It's so good, isn't it? And I think we need to play the whole thing every single time someone comes on. Right, clapping. Yeah, excellent, great bit, yeah. isn't it? I am, I'm delighted with yeah. that. It's yeah, been, it's it's been nice. worth coming just based <laughs> on that bottle opener. Um, anyway, Ruddy. Yeah, Ruddy. Mm. 
Go on, have a, have a few sips. Yeah, a wee sip just to, to lubricate <laughs> the old mental thoughts. Um, John is uh, obviously a surprise, but I think it comes down to wages. Um, I think he would be on a, a decent pay packet, and I think that'll be one of the, the thoughts in his head when he moves. He'll want an offer that's not derisory. Yeah. What he actually said... Uh, was that the club might not have been in a position to give him an offer that was commensurate with his experience and what he's mm-hmm. achieved at the club in this coming season. So it's almost respectful, in a way, yeah. in that situation, to let him go. Uh, other surprises, I think there's an argument that Ryan Bennett could have, Ooh. just on recent form, Another lover for Ryan Bennett? Joining the Rob say, Butler club? No, 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 I wouldn't Ooh, say a lover, okay. not at okay. all. But um, Ryan has had a relatively poor season, but the last... Few games with Russell Martin at the back. Brighton he played, yeah, he played very, he, he very, played well. very, very well. Um, Playing for so, contract, maybe could have been, uh, but I can understand why he wasn't kept on. Mm. Um, Malumbu was a bit of a, an interesting one because I'm not surprised he's left. But I remember him with Claudio Jakob at West Brom, and they yeah. were one of the most sort of enforcing midfield partnerships in the Premier League at that point. And Yusuf, for whatever reason, just never hit the heights of this football And by the way, every time he's played for Norwich City, he's played well. I can remember um, he kind of had that stint, I'm not sure if it was Housen injured or Tete injured last season, especially at Manchester City away. I'm pretty sure it's when Housen was suspended. Yeah, and we kind of deployed a 5-3-2, and Malumbu Mm. looked very solid in that. But at the same time... Look, is, is he the type of player you want? I think a key thing is, uh, he's obviously injured quite badly at the moment, but Louis Thompson has shown mm. flashes that he oh, could be yeah, a fabulous player yeah. and he's a very similar type yeah. of player as well. So I think with Weber obviously thinking about youth rather than experience, and I'm sure Louis Thompson's not in a pay packet like no, Yusuf Malumbu yeah. was. So I think that. Um, I think other than that, to be honest, mm. I think you, you can understand most of them. Stephen Whitaker's been a really good servant. Yeah, so I think nice. he deserves I think we should talk. Mention. I think we should talk. Stalk. I think we should talk about Yeah, Steven I mean, Whittaker. that was actually under my moan of the week that Whitaker wasn't wasn't oh. played. Should in you, the, um, I was really disappointed. I'm, I'm, by, I'm no way a Stephen Whitaker fan, but oh. I appreciate his... His mm. service, yeah, not yeah, not loyalty, but I think he was a very professional player. I think he, he was just thrown in any position and he played there. Which yeah, I, he did. And, and listen, yeah, uh, a, a total professional. Russell Martin said as much mm. in his pre-match press. I think, if I remember rightly, though, Alan Irvin gave a few players the option not to train that week. Yeah. And I'm wondering if Stephen Whitaker was maybe one of those because he wasn't on the bench. Mm. Either. But I, I was made to believe the only people yeah. that did train was Stephen Whitaker and John Ruddy. Um, I would be very surprised if Stephen Whitaker was uh, did train and wasn't on the bench. But listen, yeah, I can't yeah. actually remember exactly who Alan said trained and didn't. But look, what we can what we can all agree on is that Stephen Whitaker. Don't get me wrong. I mean, my girlfriend slags him off. <laughs> I hates him with that, you know, venomous hatred. But for me, I mean, he's taken so much stick, so much stick. And don't get me wrong. I think some of it has been has been just. Some of it's deserved. Um, but to not bite back mm. with the amount of stick that he's got shows his professionalism. Yeah. We'll never forget that centre midfield position against Brentford. <laughs> Alex Neal's wonder show like at that moment. And it was funny because Alex Neal then had the uh, evening with the manager afterwards, literally the, like, two days after he made that decision and said, mm-hmm. I'm never doing mm. that again. But wasn't that his, like, his second game or something? But I remember it was one of the most... But regardless, Stephen Whitaker, great servant. And, and I think we should talk about Moan of the Week now because it kind of flows quite nicely, Jack. I'm, not, I'm a bit disappointed that the, play, that the players released were 
Some of them were quite disrespectful. But don't get me wrong, if you're being released, you're going to be pissed off. Mm. But you paid the privilege to be a footballer. And players like Bassong in particular, I would have, I would have 100, 100% expected him to turn up and take it. Don't get me wrong, I know no, it's no, but The thing is, there was an atmosphere of celebration as well. If anything, I think Seb Bassong, who's obviously had a few calamities in his Norwich career, but you've got to remember, he was voted player of the season. Yeah, exactly. So that's someone, someone that's done, that, that, that has been that appreciated by the fans at any point, to, particularly to given length of service, yes. should be turning up yeah. and should be saying his goodbyes. And by the way, how many relegations has he had with Norwich? Three, I believe As a player was. as well. I mean, every, pretty much every well, team has been. Like well, yeah, yeah, but for Norwich, three <laughs> relegations. We've stuck by him. We've renewed his contract. Mm. We've upped the wages. Player of the season, and to to not show that respect for the fans was kind of disappointing. But look, it's it's long gone now, and this is the whole process of getting rid of the the dregs of the desperate Premier League signings. I think the interesting time. thing about the song is his kids done the um, done like the lap of honour. The kids went on with like another player. I think did they really? Yeah. So one of well, the, I remember them doing in, in a in a previous season. Because Basson was there along with Lafferty, along with Bennett. They were all at Carrow Road on, on Sunday. Yeah, I um, just didn't pitch. I want to ask you about Kyle Lafferty, actually. Um, yes. What have you made of his time at Norwich City? What do you make of him as a man, as a player? Oh, right. Well, Be I can remember. I can, I can remember uh, Kyle Lafferty going down like a sack of tatties, as the saying goes in Scotland, uh, when Charlie Mulgrew did no more mm. but sort of look up. It was about that away from him, but Lafferty went down. Like, oh. Yeah, Rangers, and yeah. I can remember, yeah, when he was at Rangers. Are you Rangers or Celtic, by the way? I'm Celtic supporter. I'm obviously a nice human being sitting here <laughs> talking to you. So, um, No, I jest, but I can remember Lafferty doing that. And if there's one thing I hate in football, it's all the play acting and histrionics. And by the way, how bad were Fulham for that? I don't want them to go up simply based on how diving, yeah. how much diving and, and all of that kind of yeah, stuff was going on. I saw that in an opposite way. I was like, if I, if that was Norwich City, I wouldn't care less. No, no. Pro- no Jack, you've no, got to no, stop no, that. No, That's no. the problem with no. modern-day F- football. Fulham have been one of the best footballing sides in this Yeah, position. they have. And I'll tell you what, see that midfield axis uh, of McDonald, Kearney, yeah. um, and... Johansson, he was at Celtic. Um, those three together have mm. been, in my opinion, the best midfield triumvirate in the division. Barman. Lafferty, anyway. What do you think? Uh, I think flattered to deceive throughout his Norwich City career. I think, to be honest, and I don't mean this to be too disparaging, I don't think Kyle Lafferty is the best footballer in the world. I think he's a very good goal scorer. And I think maybe Norwich City and the Premier League is a bit above the level that he's capable of operating at. Mm. And uh, both Nelson Oliver and Cameron Jerome are better options. So if you're going to play one up front, I don't think it's any surprise he seems but to at the time, But at the time we signed him, we didn't really sign him for his contract, really. We, we signed him for like a year as a boost. Laugh, it was a, was a it very was a strange sign. It was a hopeful, it? it was like a Lafferty, go on, we'll give you a big club, we'll give you an opportunity... He didn't deliver. To, to be fair, at the time he was performing better than Dybala, wasn't he? Um, where was he at? That Italian club. Uh, so Lafferty was at Palermo. Yeah, and I can yeah, remember, yeah. by the way, that uh, the president of Palermo called him a womanizer. And yes, bad yes, influence, yes, correct. Which at an Italian club is a fair achievement. Well, <laughs> yes. we don't want to go into too many rumours, but I, I believe. That well, we that did. A... <laughs> we have um, invited Lafferty on the podcast, and he said maybe. So um, you never know. In a few weeks, Kyle. Nothing personal, mate. I'm just <laughs> telling it as I believe it. Um, so that my my moan of the week was Stephen Whitaker not getting played. Yours yeah. was Basson. Stuart, what is your moan of the week? It can be anything. I didn't, actually, I didn't actually think of this uh, sort of 
before I came, so I'm just going to have a wee ponder. You're allowed to not have a mind of April, right? I didn't. I'm quite, um, do you know something? I'm quite happy. uh, My only moan of the week would maybe be, and this sounds really sort of glib and happy clappy, but the fact it's the end of the football season in a way, because it's been such, uh, personally from my own perspective, and I think we'll probably come on to talk about this, it's been amazing being involved with a football club so mm. closely covering them as a member of the press and also doing the commentaries and, and that side of it. So I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna miss it and obviously nobody that's knows right. what the future holds. So Stuart is the only person that's actually enjoyed the season. Yeah. For that exact reason. I think we've all enjoyed the season, just um it's been some we? that well. Listen, it didn't, <laughs> don't say that Jim. Yeah, it didn't promise what like it, sorry, it didn't deliver on the promise that it had, but I think the key thing for me in terms of the campaign oh, is the goals. there has been so much entertainment. One the goals it's not well. been boring. No, like no, no, the no. results in Norwich City matches either for or against have been pretty crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that I think my one positive from this season is that we had a terrible season and still finished eighth. Ipswich mm. on the other hand had a good season and finished what, fifteenth, were they? That's because Mick McCarthy plays boring bloody football. Yeah. They're in. I'll tell you what. I'm going to put some money on them to get relegated next season because I think they're in a whole <laughs> heap of trouble. Listen, I think as long as McCarthy's there, they won't. Just simply because yeah, he knows how to bore his way to a result in the championship. He disrespects their fans so much as well. Oh, you no, know, he disrespects he everyone. Mick McCarthy's all. <laughs> Honestly, Mick McCarthy's one of the most arrogant people I've met in football. Really? Yeah, okay. I was doing a work placement um, when he was at Wolves. Yeah. And just because I was young, he like automatically mm. assumed that I would help him lift a box out of uh, his car without even introducing himself to him. He's like, oh, give really? us an answer. And I was like, no. You just help him with the box? Yeah, you've, no. got, to, well, you've got to introduce yourself. Totally yeah. agree. No Hi, I'm Nick. To, to, be fair, to be fair, I was a student. That was that was the way I would have liked the story to panned out. I went, yeah. <laughs> um, so, hype of the week. The thing we're excited about. Chris, you can go first. Oh, I'll be better at this. Okay, nice. Um, Hype of the week is the player of the season announcements because although I feel that, you know, obviously Wes deserves top spot, Housen, Pinto, and actually for third place, you could have seen Jacob in there, you could have seen Jerome in there. But in general, I'm just just very happy with the order that that landed, particularly Pinto, because again, I feel like he's been a lot better than our club this season. And I'm really, really pleased that he's been given... The respect from the fans. It's almost like, right, we really know you're good now, Pinto. Yeah. Evil. Exactly. Yeah, I, and I love that chant yeah. as well. It's brilliant. Stuart? Uh, hype of the week. I think my personal hype of the week is based on Stuart Weber. Really. I oh, think yeah. that this club is on the precipice of something very exciting. Uh, I love think... it when someone says that. <laughs> I love Stuart Weber. Yeah, Already. the Webolution. Yeah, the Webolution. Yeah. Did you start that hashtag, uh, by the way? Not really. It was in the Reading game. I was basically like... Um, I'm all right, mate. No, I'm good. I was like, Stuart Webber's better than God. And then I was like, basically just kept going up. And then I was like, just give Webber the freedom <laughs> of the city, basically. Every time we scored another goal. Listen, the guy, the guy has come in. The key thing for me is... He has spoken very well and also very openly. Mm. And that's a different sort of culture we to what has maybe gone before. We yeah. desperately need that our football club. Yeah. 100%. And the key thing for me is, so far, he's lived up to everything that he said he's going to do. Because 
by speaking so openly, in a way, he's made a rod for his own yeah. back. A but, lot. Rob Butler said that. Chris mm. Gorham said that. But we've already started to see him back up them kind of them them promises, haven't we? Mm. The players released, mm. the, the staff yeah. released. I think that was a. You big can't one. think of that. That's so sceptical. What's mm. that? That he's putting pressure on himself. Yeah, of course. I think he got on him. And it's I, healthy. The thing I like about Stuart mm. Weber is I think his relationship with Steve Stone is a good one as well. I, I like yeah. that pairing. Yeah, that's got to be strong. And the thing about Weber is those two relationships are going to be key for him at this football club. It's going to be the relationship with Steve Stone and the relationship with the head coach. Mm. If mm-hmm. and when he comes in, um, which I think is meant to be about a couple of weeks, three mm-hmm. weeks. Yeah. Uh, now, what's important for me as well is people make a lot, particularly in British football, about continuity and stability and how you need to give managers a chance. But by bringing in a sporting director, I think you've now got a situation where if Norwich are below mid-table in November, mm-hmm. I don't think he'll have any qualms about pulling the trigger saying, do you know what, mm-hmm. I got it wrong, let's go in a different direction. Because he will now be that continuity. Mm. Yeah. Well, we hope, we hope, because a lot of people have said, well, if a bigger club comes calling, he'll probably believe. Do you know what? I don't think that'll happen. Uh, not no. in the first two years anyway, and probably three. Weber's someone that buys into, I mean, the the words that, that are always used are project and philosophy and stuff like that. Mm. But he has bought into the notion of this project at Norwich City. Mm. I don't think he'll believe that his work is done until Norwich City are an established Premier League club. I think what he wants to do... And that's what David McNally said as well. Yeah, but I think what he wants to do is he wants to come in and he wants to take Norwich City. You think of a West Brom, I think they're a really good example. Mm. Because West Brom were yo-yoing for years. And then through good management by Jeremy Peace, the chairman, they had Dan Ashworth who came in and sorted it out in a role quite similar to Stuart Webber's as well. He's now at the FA. If... With that sort of model in mind, I think that's what Weber wants to do mm. at Norwich. And he, he's kind of in a race against time in a way because after this next season, the parachute payments stop. Yeah. So Norwich City are then operating in a wholly different financial plane. Yeah. So that's the kind of key thing. I'm not saying he has to go up mm. first season, but if we do, then there will be so much scope to push on. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Um, my hype of the week is... I think the media that surrounds Norwich City, I think we are very lucky with, with the media that we Thanks, have. Thanks, mate. And I think it's great to have a lot of the journalists that are actually Norwich City fans. The only one I Absolutely. can think of that isn't is Paddy Davitt, but I think he kind of well, balances com- all commentary that. Commentary never going to affect us anywhere, else. <laughs> can I just, um, obviously I, I sort of know these guys and, and sort of work in, not with them directly, but in conjunction with them at home games, away yeah, games, yeah. press conferences. <clears throat> um, I think you're absolutely right. I think... This part of the country is very, very lucky because it's unique in so many ways. It's obviously a one-club county, but also the journalists covering it are of a very high standard. Yeah. Paddy mm. Davitt is the single best club reporter I've met, and I've met loads of them wow. at the time. Simply, go, simply because what Paddy does is loads of journalists will go in and they'll have the line in their head and they'll ask yeah. questions based around what the line should be. Okay. But it's what I think Paddy does, is he goes in with a list of questions, and he's guided by what is said mm. as to what the mm. line will be. And that kind of integrity in a club reporter is not common. What do you think about his article about Housen, though? He mm. said that Housen was how we could sell Housen. For me, that's stirring the pot a bit too much. Mm. I, I, love, yeah, yeah. I love Paddy, yeah, yeah. I love Mike, I love them all. I think they're mm. absolutely class. The one thing I've got good. a thing at the moment, don't encourage rumours... For our key players, why would you? Yeah, Surely. I, we'll get onto that in a bit. I've got, it, job, I've got it written bro. down. No, um, no, no. But what you've got to remember is Paddy's got to look at things with an analytical perspective. So he doesn't need to look at it with a glass of 
what is best for the club because that's I guess not, he's not his a Norwich job fan as well. So he doesn't. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I think even if you were a Norwich fan, if you think that it would be a viable move to sell Johnny Housen to fund other signings, yeah. then you should write that article because mm. that's your job is to cover the club to give your opinion on the club and do that. Um, and by the way, I've obviously sort of extolled Paddy's virtues. Uh, but Michael Bailey, Chris Gorham, Rob Butler, you've got loads yeah. of good journalists well, we, in this we, area. We work mm. um, and I think as well, to finally touch on that, I think the club and the players at the club need to respect the local media more because I know Russell Martin came out in the, in the press last week um, and said that he doesn't think that the, the local media have, have been on the side of the club this season. I, I completely disagree. I think that... Mm. I think that the media have, have, have told the story very well of how this season has mm. gone. I think they were almost too fair to Alex Neil at times. I think they could have cut him off at Christmas, but I think they chose. October, they but... chose to, to to back him. To mm. be fair, and it was only I think it was within the new year that they asked me to you know write a, a wee paragraph about you know whether Alex Neil should stay or go, and in the end, every single one said go. Yeah, I think the problem for I, I get what Russ is saying. It's just social in general. Social and digital with football are colliding massively at the moment. Yeah. And it's only going to be, it's probably going to be this season and next season for them to gel. Mm. There are going to be some people that don't get on. Uh, players will be on it. Some players won't be on it. And I, I 100% actually, I do agree with Russell Mine on one part, that negative social media comments always get through to the players by one way or the other. They've got parents on social media that a lot of them don't know about. A lot of fans don't know about, and they read all these comments, and I think some of them are ridiculous. The amount of negativity oh, yeah. on social is ridiculous. The, the, it's is, so hard. There is a lot of that, but I think part you, of I think a lot of it this season has been justified, though. To, yeah, yes, mm. to a point, agreed. But it's just so over the top. One of the things, I mean, you mentioned Russell Martin after the Brighton game, mm. uh, the, the one that went the wrong way. Yeah. Um, now he's obviously from Brighton. He yes. Had family in the crowd. Mm. He was obviously really, really raw after it, and he gave one of the best interviews I've seen from a football player in a long time. It was just so honest, mm. so frank, uh, and a lot of people slagged him as if he was trying to apportion blame to other people. I, I, Good on him for being do honest. Do you think it was honest though? Because at, the, mm. at that time he said. That um, you know everyone's fighting together, everyone's behind Alex Neil. He then came out last week and said that if Alex Neil would have gone in like Christmas time, we would have probably still got. He did what was right as a captain. He's Mm. got. But that doesn't mean that's honesty, though, does it? That's a fair point. Um, uh, To be honest, I'm not because from my perspective, I was at Brighton. I'm sure you were as well. Mm. I could tell from that performance that they weren't playing for Alex Neil. It doesn't take a a, a knowledgeable person Mm. to know that. Hmm. And then Russell Martin comes out in the press afterwards and say, yeah, we're all behind Alex Neil, we're all fighting for the same but cause. The, but the thing is, Jack, is that you're throwing Russ under the bus. No, I love no, Russ. You are, I no, love you Russ are, because Russ Martin gets dragged out to every single interview when mm. Norwich are playing bad. Yep. And every time the fans go, oh, I don't, Russ Martin's crap, he's this, he's that. The poor bugger, he's not the one that whimpers away from the interviews, like a lot of them do, mm. by the way. Russ Martin, he faces up to the camera and he says it how it is. And look, and going back to that Brighton game, my old man is, is, is buddies with Russ and said that literally he couldn't even talk at the dinner no, table. No, I, I completely agree. He couldn't um, talk to his family at the dinner table. Like, mate, you see, can't get better that, that is that is the key thing because I think a lot of football players go through their career and don't get me wrong, they obviously, from a professional perspective and, and the fact that a lot of them, like if they're any good, are winners, mm. then they get angry, they get mm. annoyed. 
but nobody in that dressing room. Mm. And there are loads of professional and really good players that care about the club there. But nobody comes close to caring about the club as much as Russell. Martin He's does. already said that he wants to, he could he would like to be manager one day. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Russ as well is, let's not forget that Alex Neal was is, is young. He's a very young manager. He'll be a and, good manager as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and he will have learnt so much from what he got wrong. Exactly. In and the the thing is, is that it almost some I think that if Alex Neal was older and more experienced, Russ would have taken a lot less flack because the manager would have given it to the players in a better way. I think Russ took so much shit from the other players this season and the amount of stuff that he's... I That's think an Russ interesting is... point. I'm not, like, I'm not sure of the ins and outs of that, but I think it's an interesting point mm. to bring up. 100%. 100%. Russ, Russ <laughs> has stuck by the club since day one. We yep. gave him an opportunity. We signed him for, what was it, 250 grand, I think we said in the last podcast when I checked it. That is ridiculous value for money. Yep. Stop Slagging him off. Yeah, if you want to join the Russell Martin fan club, just send your money to Chris and you can be part of it. Um, <laughs> you know what, though? I will touch upon just one more th- one more thing, is that you look at a player like Adam Jury when he was at the football club, and the guy's a legend, and look what he's doing for our football club now. Yeah. He's giving back, and he will continue to give back probably until the day he dies. Yeah. And that we need more people like Russ Martin at our football club. Yeah. I'll tell you what, how good will the Celtic fans at that testimony? Yeah. Oh, mate. We, I, I was working at the club at the time. They were out in the car park yeah. drinking beer at half six in the morning. Yeah. And were you there? Singing were a huddle, you there? Huddle, huddle. Were you there? No, I wasn't. I did. Um, I watched the game because, I don't know, there was some means by mm. which I was able to watch the game. Which obviously legal. Obviously yeah. legal. Yeah. Uh, and Where's yeah, his testimonials coming up? Where's his testimonial? That's it. And by the way, I'm so excited about that. <laughs> who, do you reckon, who do you reckon it's going to be against? Shamrock Rovers. <laughs> uh, well, this is a, well, I don't know. You just don't know, do you? He is a Manchester United fan. Doubt he'd be able to get Man U, but still. <laughs> Celtic are like the favourite team for people to do a testimonial yeah. against because we bring our support everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So... With that in mind, I mean, you saw... You Who saw would you support? Uh, I, by the way, I really like that, Celtic. That would I really hard. like them. That would be really I suppose hard. in a testimony, you can, you can support both. Are you, is, uh, is your boyhood club Celtic, yeah? Through and through, season ticket, etc. Uh, yeah, that, like I always said, when I grew up, I was going to get a season ticket. And uh, I got a job at IBM about 10 years mm. ago. And it was the first time I was earning enough money to get a season ticket. And I did. And I saw so many good things. Shunsuke Nakamura scoring mm. against Manchester United. And then Arthur Boric saving the penalty that assured our progression to the last 16. Absolutely. Champions terrible. League nights. Yeah. And you know what? On a much less scale, under the floodlights at carried on a Tuesday night, I know it's nowhere near Paradise, nowhere near Celtic Park. But what I will say is... Like the Paradise reference. Thank you. I've been to quite a few Celtic games. In fact, I went to the pre-season at Celtic when Grant uh, yeah. scored in the 90th minute. Yeah. Classic. I remember that, actually. Um, that I, I can't even remember my point now, but basically Celtic are a great club. Cool. Yeah, and Carroll Road under the lights is also can be a Sorry, special place. My, yeah, my point is we need to get that fear factor back and I think Stuart Webber will bring that back to the football club we had it with Paul Lambert we really did we were always going to come back from behind we were always going to get a point out of the game that we're behind from and this season we're just so weak we're just going to get rolled over at every single angle next season good times are coming love it Um, let's move on to some Twitter questions now we tweeted out and asked (laughs) you guys for um, some questions some really interesting ones, actually, that we're going to touch on. So the first one is from James, who always tweets in. James, massive thanks for your support, mate. He says, wasn't expecting this guest. Well, you know, here he is, the man himself. Um, very excited now. Here's my question. What appealed to you in becoming a commentator? 
Um, good question, James. Mackay, by the way, good Scottish name. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, good question. Do you know something, right? See, when I was young, right, um, I could not kick my own bottom when it came to playing football. So uh, what I used to do is uh, we used to play like sort of guys from, you just call it a house and state down here, but we call it a scheme. Okay. And there was two schemes in the village I grew up in, yeah. the new scheme and the old scheme. That was for the new scheme. <laughs> And, uh, it sounds so, pretty like like ruthless. So by Glasgow's hardcore. Well, well I'm from Ayrshire, but um, by birthright, I was affiliated to the Swings Park Scorers, who were for the new scheme, <laughs> and we used to play against Garage United, who were for the old scheme. And what I would run do is I'd run about commentating, like the but commentators. We that, yeah, yeah, I used to commentate myself in the garden. But you took us to the next level. No but doubt. what I used to do is is set up like group stages, and mm. I'd play as two different teams. It was just me. So say it was like Norwich versus <laughs> Ipswich. I'd always let the team I prefer win, and then I'd commentate and basically just play out like a whole Champions League group nice. stage. Well, I remember, right, I was absolutely rubbish, and we played with like a few older boys, so there was two, the two sort of oldest good players were the team captains. Okay. And I can remember, they're at like half-time or whatever it was called, because the ice cream van came. <laughs> and, uh, In Scotland. What's your, yeah. what's your go-to ice cream van order? Uh, oh, back then or now? Uh, back then, mm, probably a ten penny mix up, a packet of crisps, and a wee bottle of Iron Brew. Nice, Love classic, it. classic. Uh, but aye, so ice cream van came, and uh, Paul Dick, who was captain of Garage United, our fierce rivals, uh, went up to Jason Keane, the Swing Park scorers head honcho, star striker, and said, uh, "Right, Jason, uh, I'll buy you a ten penny mix up, a bottle of ginger, jeez, and uh, big steaks." Aye, maybe a bag of crisps or something. He's like, aye, alright, what? And then he went, right, we want Hodgie for the second half. Jason couldn't believe his luck. He's like, Hodgie's absolutely crap, what are you want him yeah. for? And he's like, oh, get him to commentate for us the second half. So there there you go, I was worth about a pound it. 50 oh, in wow. the 1990s. So they gave you a bit of kind of confidence to... Oh, like well, that. no, right, that's, that's where it kind of started. But the moment I knew I wanted to be a commentator was... Um, it was. I was really quite invested. Now I don't like Manchester United, but I loved, and I still love Sir Alex Ferguson. Mm-hmm. And I loved the yeah, way his yeah. teams play. You got his autobiography, by the way. Aye, I've got both of them. Yeah, uh, yeah. one was a lot better than the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one being the better one, mm-hmm. managing my life. Um, but I remember watching that run that they had the year they won the treble, and it was the game at the Delhi Alpi where right. Man United went two down. They drew one each. There was a late goal from Ryan Giggs, I think it was, in the first leg in the semi-final Old Trafford. They played in the Delhi Alpi in the second leg, went 2-0 down after 10 minutes. I was a wee boy, so I was like crying to my mum, like, Bob, they're not going to get to the final. Right? And then Roy Keane yeah. single-handedly just dragged them to the final. And Jesper Blomqvist gave the ball away and Keane had to do one of those. The guy was running through. He took a yellow card out the Obviously, final. Yeah. Just continued to inspire them all the way to Barcelona. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant. And uh, Clive Tildesley, who was commentating the, the run, who, by the way, Alex Ferguson has Clive Tildesley's notes from the Barcelona final framed. There's a wee bit of information for you. Why? Uh, just because... But, Clive gave him them, and obviously he was, he was the voice that was synonymous yeah. with that run. Uh, by Clive Towsley, I remember saying about Roy Keane that night, he went, Roy Keane has been ubiquitous tonight. 
And I remember watching that and going, what does ubiquitous mean? And this is before the days of the internet. So I was like, mum, what does ubiquitous mean? She, yeah, I don't know, son. Right, so <laughs> I, I went and I grabbed, uh, I grabbed the nearest sort of dictionary thesaurus and we sort of eight or nine-year-old knees like frantically trying to work out how ubiquitous is spelled. I eventually got the definition and it said like everywhere, omnipresent. Ah. And I thought that combination of educating you and using a word it's because I've obviously got a love of words, a love of language. Mm. Um, I can tell that like, because some of the words you're saying right now, I'm like, I don't even know what that means. But I'll sorry, man. Like, like but I love all, it. all my mates say, I swallowed the dictionary. Like that's <laughs> hashtag ubiquitous. There you go. What was the word we used? Like on the very first week of the podcast, and we had to search what it meant. Uh, well, I quite like cataclysmic, personally. But, oh, that's um, a good word. Yeah, oh, it's I good. I can't remember what the word was. Was what's that your... followed by failure? What... <laughs> yeah. what's, your, what's your favourite word, guys? Put it in the comments below. Mm. Mm. Anyway, James, that is how um, Stuart anyway, wanted yeah. to become oh, a commentator. By anyway, the way, I hope I don't take this long to answer every question, <laughs> because otherwise we're going to be here We'll fly um, through them now. Right, the next question from Canary Scots. Has he ever tried a deep-fried Mars bar? Ah, it's absolutely minging. Do you not like them? No. I love it's them. Like, no, it's like, no, it's the combination of, like, I mean, you've got batter, which mm. is mainly around, like, a sausage or fish, right? But why? And then you've got... Why have you been put into this social norm? Why can't you... <laughs> I, I am not socially normal. But um, <laughs> when it comes to the actual Mars bar, just that horrible texture of chocolate and caramel, yeah. and then and then the grease of the batter. Oh. Um, there's a good Scottish word, creche. Which means, like, you know that greasy fat mm. sort of thing you get with chips and Greesh. that kind of thing. Well, I like the weather words in Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, is it murk? Murk? No, murk. I'll get there in a minute. It's a mixture between murk. really heavy rain and light rain. Murk. Murk. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh do you mean smurr or smurr? Maybe. I don't know. I don't use that one. The two sort of <laughs> weather. Tablet? I like tablet. Scottish tablet. My mum makes good tablet. Scottish tablet. Search uh, it. Uh, it's basically just sugar in a block. Yeah. I had a lot of that when I climbed Ben Nevis. Mm. Didn't you so. bring some to the football once? Yeah, I did actually. Some tablet. Yeah. Jack Reeves delights. You've always bought some wacky. Yeah, food, I always like bringing some snacks. Anyway, um, I love uh, deep fried Mars bars. Never tried. Good it. on you, mate. You're a better Scotsman than me. I, like I, don't, I don't like. No, I don't haggis? like haggis either. Yeah, haggis. Yeah. Big fan I'm of haggis. Fan. No, I yeah. don't like haggis either. Fair enough. Are you actually Scottish? Little bit. Paul says. Does he only own one jacket? <laughs> where is it? Now, where is your jacket? It's over just here. Let me go and get it. See, get now, I brought a prop. Yeah, you, said, you were saying before that you haven't brought a prop because you were a bit disappointed because Chris had brought one. Your jacket is the prop. Yes. I'll go and get it. Yeah. Uh, I like it. To be fair, I do have more than one jacket, but there's only one that I can rely on to stay waterproof warm but you have that and you, yeah, there was no, a travesty about your orange jacket yeah. being retired people, this season people were emotionally put the jacket on put the jacket on come on there so like we go cheers now I suppose being a commentator up on that gantry it's all about practicality rather than fashion I'm not well, saying this a, isn't a and by the point. way as you can probably see I am an icon I like that. I feel more comfortable now that I've got the jacket on. And by the way, this is the key. Are you going to... Oh, hello. Thumbs through the... Hello. Yeah. That keeps you warm when it's cold. Do you feel like you're just going to just start shouting goal and, you know, Graham (laughs) Dorans? By the way, I've actually just got a a personal request Uh to it. Can you just say Graham Dorans for me? Uh, Do you want me to say it normally or do you want me to say it in the Nottingham Forest City ground style? Oh yeah, not no. Put, Graham, oh. Graham Dorans has just scored a 90th minute winner at Wembley to take us promoted next season. How would you come? Yeah, come on, here we go. 
Uh, who's hitting the? Oh, hang on, hang on, Brad. No, let's buy pictures. No, no, no. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, I'm trying to get you, them selling. Can you get like two or three? Get two or three players kind of passing yeah, to yeah, you first. Yeah. Okay, all, all yours. Stage is yours. Right. So there's there's a left back crisis. Whoever we've signed, if Mitchell Dykes doesn't stay, yeah, as uh, so Toffolo's in. Toffolo's there. Right. Yeah. Toffolo's playing, um, and I need I need a striker team at. So we go Cam because he's a, like probably yeah, yeah. slightly more prolific in there. Yeah. Yeah. Plus you can roll on the R. Jerome. Who are we playing? Um, Ipswich. Yeah. It's <laughs> right, brilliant. So, <laughs> Harry Toffolo coming down the left. He's shown good creativity today, the youngster. He's going to aim that cross. It's towards Jerome. Headed away by Berra. But Graham Dorans with the strike! Graham Dorans has scored the goal! That's taking Norwich City to the Premier League! Something along those lines. Sorry about the eardrums. <laughs> That is the best, that is the best, that is a single-handedly the best 20 seconds of this podcast. And there was actually a question from someone to say, can you act like Graham Dorange? That was amazing. That, well, there you so go. Much. I, I'm a You're allowed sweet. to be late when you put on a performance like that. Yeah, we'll, we'll allow you to be in an hour and five minutes late. <laughs> um, Alex Butcher saying, ask him which player's name is the hardest to say. I'm going to link with this in with another question that said, why do you say Alex Pritchard's? Right. So this this is a common misconception, right? Now, a couple of things. Firstly, I should say, see when commentators get names wrong, it mm. totally grinds my gears to do the Peter Griffinism. Not that I can do a good Peter Griffin impression, but hey ho. Um, yeah, like I watch Spanish football sometimes. I've stayed in Spain when I was a wee guy, so I speak Spanish. So when I see Spanish commentators like just totally <laughs> mispronouncing things. It really annoys me because mm. I think like basic research is to know how to pronounce something. Yeah, there was an entertaining moment at the uh, unveiling of Mitchell Dykes and Yannick Vilschut oh, earlier this season, where yeah, I, I basically said, um, "Guys, how do you say your name?" And then he's like, "Big, big, tall guy." Obviously, he's like Mitchell Dykes, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's kind of." A bit of an anticlimax. <laughs> and then uh, Yannick will shoot, as everybody thought he was. They'll scoot to will or shoot. Will, or will shite, as um, Greg Downs. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, Mark Rivers said will shite. Was it Mark Rivers? Sorry. Oh, yeah, against yeah. Wigan. Yeah, oh, that, I was brilliant. That. that was That was hilarious. And he just kept saying it as uh, well. Uh, and then then kept bringing it up. Yeah. Like anyway, how he okay. got it wrong. Uh, so I, he said, um, I said, how did you say your name? And he's like, Yannick Vilschot. Right? And I was like, Vilschot? And he went, um, yeah, you do it quite good. And I says, oh yeah, it's because I'm Scottish. And he's like, you don't say. <laughs> <laughs> Just thought it was quite good. Um, so yeah, right, like mispronunciations really annoy me. The Pritchard thing. Now, I used to mess about doing drama when I was younger. And one of the things they teach you at drama is to pronounce every letter and every syllable. Right. And I try to do that as a commentator. So if you say Alex Pritchard, then you pronounce the D at the end properly. Yeah, then it sounds Pritchard. like Pritchard. Yeah, Pritchard. Right? Pritchard. Pritchard. But Chard. I kind of, because I'm obviously rubbish with my mouth. Chard. And I, if you're saying it loudly and quickly, then I can... Yeah. Well, that, that, that's one aspect. But also, right, I've tried to kind of buy, because a lot of people have brought it up, by popular demand, I've kind of tried to change it a little bit to Pritchard. <laughs> but to me, that sounds like you're not seeing the Pritchard. ND's like, name. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just, wow. just stick to it. It's like the just difference between... It. It's your trademark move. I like it. <laughs> Aye, it's Bailey. a bit like being a wrestler. Bailey had Alex, so you can have Pritchard. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So aye, you can either have Pritchard, Pritchard, or whatever. So, or the magician. Aye, oh, I like to call him the magician. No, but, that's Wes, isn't yeah, it? That is, that is no, true. I like I like to call him both the, the, the magician. magician. So, so I call him. No, so right, I've got I've got three. Surely like the master the magician, and the apprentice. Right, so no, 
You've got the magician, Wes. You've got the sorcerer, Pritchard. And you've got the sorcerer's apprentice, Madison. Uh, Booyah! Hang on, right, I've just got to say, where does Naismith lie in that? He's an alchemist. Right. (laughs) So do do you think Stephen Naismith is, do you think Stephen Naismith is worth his weight in gold? Yeah, I do. I think he's a brilliant footballer. You'd say player. that Scott stick up for each other. No, it's not. No, do that. He played for player. Rangers, so I'd have every reason to, true, to, true, to yeah. sort of have a go. Of but um, Stephen Naismith, firstly, by the way, really nice guy. We were on the same delayed oh, flight no together. About that. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> delayed flight. So, like, and I managed to have a bit of sort of chat with him at that point, and it was um, what flight uh, going from Edinburgh to Norwich. Okay. Uh, and basically, like it's, uh, I don't, I don't want to get sued by any airline, but the airline that it is, I mean, basically, you go to the wing of the plane and like, oh, delay three hours. You know what I mean? It's like no that great. Well, that was was that me? It possibly would have been Flybe before they stopped their Norwich flights, Norwich to Scotland. It may well have been Presswick. <laughs> right. <laughs> next question. Cal Smith, favorite Norwich goal of the season. Oh, that's all up. easy. Johnny Housen, Nottingham yes, Forest. Yeah, what a goal, man. Yeah. That could have graced any arena in world football. Yeah. Like, I honestly, I love how he's tried it a few times since then and just and got it. just shanked it. Oh, by the way, the, the, the banter against yeah. QPR when he tried it again. What the? What was that? Yeah. That was great. Absolutely yeah. nah, brilliant. Good. So you're saying Housen against Forest? Same. By the way, I would have loved to have heard Stuart commentating on Youssef's goal against Newcastle. I would have absolutely mm. loved it. Safri? Yeah. Uh, have you seen it? Aye, what a goal. It was the it was the genuinely, right, long before any association with Norwich City, that was the memorable Premier League goal of that season. season. Yeah, hundred percent. Hundred percent. I think I think I remember rightly, he didn't even get awarded pre- um, goal of the season for that. Well, you know, I don't think Houston's got awarded him. he didn't even get goal no. of the month, did he? Yeah, but that's all fan votes. Yeah, that's all rubbish. Yeah, that's true. No, not like Norwich's best goal of the season, no question was that. But there have been some good goals mm. this season. Yeah. Uh, Wes is against Rotherham. The yeah. technical ability. Oh, that was that was, that was a really that was border on sexual, wasn't it? I think it was <laughs> sexual. We had a, yeah. a football gasm. Yeah, a foot gasm. No, that's quick. Let's move on. Tommy, if he if you were shipwrecked on an island oh, with three Norwich players, who would you like to be surrounded with and why? Ooh. Now, I think this is going to be a very this long could, answer. This could get quite interesting because we need to delve into this as well, Jack. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Stuart, you can go first. Right, so to pick three, or uh, should we pick them together? Mm, no, no oh, I, want, okay. I want a shot at this. Okay, we'll so um, I think I would go with Russell Martin to start off with, just okay. because I think he's as loyal as they come, and he would like back you up no matter what happened. He'd if give you got you the last bit of food, if, he? if you got attacked by sort of a tribe of, of he'd people, be, he'd be at the front protecting uh, you. He, he? He'd be there, and you know what? Like if you then went on to beat the tribe, he'd be the one sort of telling everybody how well we beat the tribe. <laughs> so, like on that, like that basis, I like that. Yeah, I think I think definitely him. Okay, uh, I think you need someone that can run. Quite quickly okay. in these situations, if yeah. you if you spot maybe see a ship that's passing that can destrand you, yeah, right. I think you want Evo Pinto chasing mm. that ship, going, yeah, Captain, come over. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think I think on that basis, Pinto he, again just cares so much about his people, doesn't he? So yeah. he'll he'll look after you exactly. Uh, and then you want somebody that's quite funny. Who do you, who do you think the funniest Norwich player? Funniest is? Norwich player. Well, the Joker is. Probably, it would have been Lafferty, wouldn't it? 
Oh, God. Yeah, but that's more of like a kind of practical yeah. joking. Maybe you could take Lafferty and kind of like, he could be the bait. Just kind of. <laughs> yeah, just sacrifice yeah. it. Yeah, sacrifice laughs. Um, who would I say the funniest is? Mm. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go in the basis, right? I reckon Pritchard's quite funny. Oh, do you know what? That is a good show. I reckon. I reckon really good banter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I reckon so. Yeah. In the interview he did with um, John Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aye, that was exactly it. And I did see someone tweeted a Snapchat that you said Malumbu Pup with Pritchard. Apparently, he's just been drunk for like the last three Mm. days. Just been on it. Why not? He deserves it. Although, to be fair as well, Tim Close is quite funny. Oh yeah, that's a shout. I'd take Tim Close um, of course you would. because I think he's got me covered in terms of social media. I think he can, <laughs> I think he can keep the social posts. But there's updated. no connection. There's no connection. Plus, he uh, sells air fresheners, which is great. Oh yeah. He sold air fresheners for a charity, which is, I thought was really cool. Mm, yeah, that was nice. So that was good. Tim Close air fresheners. Uh, so mm. Tim Close is in there. I'm going to take Evo as well because I think okay. he's Evo, uh, and I'm going <clears> to take <throat> Louis Thompson. That is an interesting show. Mm, I'm going to take Thompson, Louis Thompson really because leads away in the cup. I think he pulled his groin or something, and he was one of the only players to come and applaud the fans at the end with an ice pack strapped to his leg. Oh, in absolute I love that. Agony. Yeah, it's a good and he, shout. Was, he was struggling to clap. <laughs> He's done it. He fights for his people. I like him. Right, I'm taking buffers. <laughs> By the way, we say this every time. Do you know what bu- what a buffer is? I don't know what if Chris I, has invented. Say, this word. so. Say, yeah, I tried explaining to Chris Gorham. He doesn't understand either. How dare he? So, <laughs> you conversate with Chris, say, and Chris Gorham turns around and went, what a buffer he is. What kind of player would you expect that to be? Um, someone that's sort of big and elbows people. Correct, exactly. So, I'm bringing buffers with me. Okay. Okay? So, I'm bringing <laughs> big, big Mitchie D. Yeah. Yeah. He has a buffer on me. He is yeah. a... Pr- he is the, you open up a dictionary, you go to buffer, and there's just a picture of Mitchell. Yeah, Dyke. so... Buffer, number one, Mitchell Dykes, yep. would defend you to the high heel, massive guy. He'd be the guy that'd be wide awake on Desert Island, just making sure you're okay. <laughs> um, big Cam Jam, you wouldn't mess with Cam and Jerome, would you? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. No, you so you're basically bringing just a pack of thugs. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. Not saying that these guys are thugs. No, 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 no. no. You wouldn't mess with these guys, would you? So mm. Is that because you're worried about your own ability correct, to defend correct. yourself? Um, and the last one, I don't know, actually. Perhaps Nelson Oliveira, his red card against Rotherham um, mm-hmm. shows that he's got the ability to be ruthless when um, you know when you know it's, it's on the line. So the yeah, exactly. So Nels, Mitch, Cam Jam, Buffer, nice team um, Buffer. The next question, some good. Pl- let me know. Uh, let us know what who's on your desert three island with you. you take with desert island in the comments below. Another question I haven't got it on here is I came in later. Um, Basically, they said, what do you do um, in your week apart from commentate on Norwich City? Not saying that you just rock up for three hours <laughs> a week. Do um, I do various things. So I work, um, I'm a sort of freelance media guy. Yeah. Uh, I work doing a bit of digital copywriting. Um, I do, uh, which is really cool. Digital copyright, explain to me. Yeah, uh, it's, it's not like copyright as in copywriting something so that someone can't yeah, copy it. It's in. writing copy. So yeah. it's essentially, um, you get tasked with writing an article about anything, Budweiser, BRC. Right. Right. Uh, and you've got to <clears throat> write that article and research it and get quotes and do all of that kind of stuff. So I do that kind of thing. It's a cool job. Um, I also, like, obviously the football season's stopped now. Yeah. But you go to press conferences, you do that side of things. Uh, occasional appearance on Mustard or more than occasional actually uh, this season 
um, doing various things. Uh, also work for various other proper media organisations, um, like I do shifts at Sky. Uh, I do um, articles for newspapers north of the border. It's um, so basically it's just, living the dream. The thing I love about Stuart a is bit. a lot of people, a lot of Norwich fans, just know about Norwich. Me, probably you. Yeah, Stuart knows about everything. Football, pretty much. <laughs> everything in the world. Yeah, just everything. Um, so I think that is all of the... Were there any other questions that you saw that I didn't no, see? No, 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 we're good. That's nice. We've rounded off a lot That's of things. Nice. Thanks for all the questions, by the way. It's nice that there's like that level yeah. of interest. And thanks for having us on, lads. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, I was going to speak about the, the players that maybe we need to keep hold of and also the, the Stuart Webber interview, but I think we've probably... I th- we've been on it we know, we've, hour, oh, we've so. gone on and on and on and on about the players and we yeah so. anyway that's going to be that a uh, massive thank you for, to Stuart um, got here eventually but you don't know who's <laughs> made um, no massive thank you to you guys once again for all, all of your support on the channel just hit 11,000 subscribers so nice one if you haven't already um, click subscribe on iTunes and leave a review that helps us out loads um, boosts up, up the iTunes ranks subscribe on YouTube um, yeah see you later Hey!